When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What is better for your future? Watching sports or learning how money works? And if you said watching sports, you have a lot of work to do in your life. A lot. You have some <laughs> serious have issues you do, need so. to deal with, my friend. <laughs> Because money, 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 it's the stuff, money's the driver of existence. It's just, you can't, I'm sorry, but if you don't have money, you can't watch sports. You can't. If you can't afford those cable subscription, you need to know how money works. You need to work with it and you need to make more of it. You're inherent link. Sorry. Sorry. Got it. Still recovering from the injury. Uh, You. You need to know how you it works. You look good, though. You uh, thank good. you. Well, you know, I'd rather sound good than look good, but appreciate that. Uh, so we're here. We gather here every Saturday. I'm Don McDonald. Tom Cock is over there in the Model Military Aircraft Museum. And we just hang around trying to make your life a little bit better financially so your future can be, you see, a little now can become a lot down the road. And we're also here to kind of keep you on track. Our number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Now, I want to show of hands, even if you're driving, because most of you have cars that can do a little hands-free for a second. How many Please. of you have been a little freaked out by the last quarter in the financial markets? Oh, I see several hands up out there through my magic guy just eight about ball hit my or tree right there. I, well, yeah, he down. has one of those older cars. I, I, on the other hand, have not looked at my account for the entire quarter. Now, that's not necessarily by design. That's sort of because it's been a crappy quarter for me, and I haven't had time for that. So what I'm going to do right now on the air, live, live on the radio or on tape, mm-hmm. on a podcast, I am now going to look at my Schwab account and see you, you, get, to, you get to experience my live reaction. Here on the air. Wow. You ready? Wow. Here we go. This is big. I got to click okay. the button. I'm clicking the log in. I'm clicking yep. it. What do you got? It's spinning. It's spinning. It's coming up. Oh, that was anticlimactic. Is there anything still there? Yeah, it says text me, and it has to text me a security <laughs> code. That was totally anticlimactic. Welcome welcome to the oh, real world. Okay, let's yeah. see. <laughs> Don't give this code to anybody, so I can't tell you. Oh, that's too bad. I was looking forward to having everyone share your and account balance. This device. I you know I just typed in the code. This stuff You know right. this is live radio, right? I know and you haven't even given the phone number. You're I gave nothing. the phone number. Eight five five eight five I did two. Folks, did I okay. give the phone number? Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. I gave the number. Okay. Okay, I got the little spinning ball thing. I'm not bailing you out on this one. Oh. Is oh. it bad? Oh, it's bad. Is it bad? It's bad. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Are you going to go on? Are you going to be oh. able to continue doing the program today? Or is that oh. going to be a big pill and 
Call it a day. Nap, maybe? That, uh, yeah, is that a hundred and... Oh, my gosh. That's real money I've lost. That's real money. And a lot of people have, too. So what do we do about this, Tommy boy? Well, it is real money. I laughed a few minutes ago when you said you start with a little, end up with a lot. You can start with a, a lot, lot and end, end up, up with, with a little. little. <laughs> difference. Uh, yeah, because, you know, the third quarter just ended. Yeah. Like a week ago. How bad and, was it? Uh, I mean, I see how bad it was. It was, it was, it was bad. I mean, the S&P 500 lost just about 5%. Global portfolio lost about 7.5%. But here's the part that's even more painful. Because I know you got some of these, and I got some too. These crazy little thing called bonds. Yeah, I'm looking down at yeah. those, and I'm seeing all I red. I, everything is red. The intermediate term bond mutual fund that uh, we have used for many, many years now, year to date, is down 14.1 percent. It lost 4.75 <sighs> percent in the third quarter. One quarter. Okay. Wow. Uh, so, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? Well, I'll tell you, first of all, the things you don't do. They yeah. don't do, you don't get emotional. You don't change your asset allocation by selling stuff. You don't want to sell when the market's gone down. Here's another one you don't do. You don't pay attention to the pundits who say, this is really bad and here's what's coming next. Because they don't know any more about what's coming next than you do. So you should kind of do what I did, not pay any attention. I would have been better off if I kept it's paying be a bad no attention. day for you now the rest of the day. <laughs> and I hear the things to do. Yeah? Yeah. Real quick. Okay. You got to have a you got to have a plan for the long term. You got to be diversified. You got to know your risk tolerance. And then if you're still nervous and upset and all that, you got to get help from a 100% fiduciary advisor. And call us at 855-935-8255. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Here is that easy peasy phone number for you to call us and talk with us about money. That's 855-935-TALK. See, it has talk in it, which means it must be for a talk show. And it is. This one, 855-935-8255. And I got to tell you, not looking at my Schwab account, I was totally fine totally fine but there was a visceral deep down deep rooted kind of lizard brained emotion that hit me when i saw how far i've fallen over the the past year and uh although i know i mean this is the, this intellectually is the issue. intellectually you know. i know yes, there's right. there's nothing nothing i should be doing right now it does raise an interesting point because, uh, as you know, I talked to a family member of yours this week. You did. You talked to one of my cousins. The, yes. Yeah. And who had looked at her portfolio, mm -hmm. which had also gone down. Mm -hmm. And her response was, they must be doing something wrong because there's less mm -hmm. money in there today than there was six months ago. Now, this this situation does open. It, it is a good opportunity to look at how you're invested because you got to be diversified. You, it, it's a yeah, good but, opportunity to see why? how much risk you're taking. Yeah, but let's talk about the diversification. Well, because because yeah. a lot of people think. I give you the numbers. We, okay. Why do you want to be diversified when everything is down? It Because not everything is down the same amount. For example, small company value stocks, they're only down 11% for the year. Whereas the S&P 500, it's down 
almost 23% for the year. So there's a difference there. So owning different what we call asset classes, I know it's a lingo, different types of stocks, if you will. And let's talk a little about the the types. The types we're talking about, there's a growth and a value. Growth is companies with rapidly rising earnings. Value is companies that are not making great money currently. but (laughs) We could just say it, oh, can't we? They suck. Well, they're they're having problems. They have issues. Yeah, okay. That's value. Then you have small and large. You can throw mid in the middle of those if you want, but really that's smaller companies and larger companies. Then you and you add, know the larger ones because you shop there, you hear about them, et cetera. The yeah, small ones, you don't know. They're the apples. Yeah, the small ones you don't know. They're the yep. up-and-comers. Sorry. Yep. They're the apples from you know years ago when they were in a garage and you didn't know who Steve Jobs was. Exactly. They are. And then we, we add to that emerging markets mm-hmm. and international. Brazil, India, China. Then the big internationals like that. that make up a sizable portion of the global economy. Yeah. And then real remember estate. England, remember when England was important, all that sort of. Yeah, thing. remember when England was actually a, <laughs> uh, a world power. <laughs> yeah, and they they didn't make horrible decisions about taxes, etc. Uh, and being York, a part of the European Union, that kind of stuff. No, yeah, mm-hmm. you were you were mentioning then also um, what was the other? Ad- oh, real estate. Real estate. Yeah, real. But now we're not talking about residential real estate here. We're talking about like commercial real estate and. Uh, apartment buildings and stuff like that that's that are REITs, real estate investment trust, not individual properties, not residential. And then finally so we have bonds. Thing. Finally we have fixed income. Yeah. You know, there are some Which other asset been, classes that could yeah. be added. People yeah. tend to they that some want to add commodities or gold. We think that makes no sense because we don't think the numbers work. We don't think the numbers work. Uh, some have numbers that they claim do, and that's the difference. You know, you, you got lies, damn lies, and statistics. <laughs> It's true, Disraeli. Yeah, I and back to the because I think that the stock part, I think we can all pretty much agree there just are times when stocks stink. It's one out of about four years that stocks in general do not make money; they are losers. So that's expected. On the other side of the coin are bonds. Now it's unusual for bonds to have a year like this. This is pretty catastrophic when it comes to fixed income because remember. Fixed income is just that. It is an IOU. It's a piece of paper that says, eh, I'll pay you back. Here's your interest and here's your principal. So to see those go down as much as they have can be fairly disconcerting. Now, in this period of really pretty rapidly rising interest rates, the numbers do make sense. But again, when you sort of step back and say, wait, bonds are supposed to be the solid part, that can be disturbing to people, no question. I still think in the, in the longer term, this is great news for savers because you're going to start earning 4 and 5% from that safe fixed income before too long. It's going to get back to a more normal situation. And for those of you who are longer term investors, you have to understand that the numbers long term are on your side. They're just not on your side right now. I love a chart. There's a chart we use in a lot of our classes that shows the performance of various things since 1926, which is really the only period for which we have decent data. Yeah, where you can really say you got Prior it. Prior to yeah. that, nobody kept track. Because bear in mind, they didn't, they, they didn't have massive rooms of people Wait, there doing no accounting. There was no Robin Hood then? There was no Robin Hood. Uh, So if back in 1926 you had just a dollar and you held that dollar till today, (coughs) excuse me, uh, you'd have have less than a dollar. Inflation would have killed you. 
Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't mean to be coughing. T-bills over, one-year T-bills over that period from 1926 to now. How much? You would have made $21 on a dollar. So in almost 100 years, it's gone up by 25 bucks. Right. Yeah. However, if you had a long-term bond, a 20-year bond, you would have gotten yeah. to $142. Sounds good. If you had the U.S. stock market, the whole U.S. stock market, this is it's it's called the crisp one through ten. It's like every mm-hmm. stock that's traded from twenty six on. It's a very detailed study. Every stock traded from twenty six on, big, small, all of them, a dollar mm-hmm. turned into seven thousand dollars. Wait, you either had the twenty six dollars or seven thousand. Yeah, yeah, that's Sign why. Up. That is why it makes sense when you're particularly when you're younger. To invest in the stock market like there's no tomorrow because, in fact, there is an am- there has been at least many amazing tomorrows that had followed. Remember, the Depression was in a big chunk of that. And what a lot of other things, World War. What about the uh, little smaller companies? How did oh, they do? Oh, you mean yeah, the little, the little scary companies yeah. that nobody buys and nobody wants Don't to own because they're those. scary? Yeah. Had you had the courage... To go into, and it's called, um, hold on, i got to go back a little bit. i got to find my, it's called the, uh, it, it's the crisp. Oh. Is it 10, 9, 10? It's not, I think it's 8, 9, 10. It's either okay. 8, 9, 10 or 9, 10. I can't remember which. But anyway. you're smaller. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they're very, very small companies. If you had invested in these back in 1926. Yeah. You would hung have on. over 20, you would have, it would have grown to over 20 thousand dollars that's so basically think about that's twenty thousand times your money yeah that's and if that doesn't give you encouragement in tough times like this if that doesn't give you encouragement to believe in stocks in the long haul well i don't know what does and the other thing that's really interesting is when you look at the returns of the market over the course of many many years and and you look at little five ten year twenty year rolling periods you're not going to find a single ten year period in which you, with a diversified portfolio like this of stocks, where you would have lost money. 855-935-TALK, our number. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. This is really important stuff we're talking about, and you got to make a real phone call to get the real answers that you need to be really comfortable in the future. So get real, get the phone, give us a call, 855-935-TALK. I'm going to wear myself out before this show is over. I can feel it. And today we're going to do something a little different. Rather than taking the canned phone calls that came in from the phone number, today we're going to go to those people who for some reason find it more comfortable. I certainly don't. Typing, not my forte. You know, I write a lot of stuff, and I'm not good at typing it. But apparently people like to type. So they type in questions, and they send them to us. And then Tom gets them. And what happens? Here's what happens. Tom, he picks out some that he thinks are really good for the show, and others yeah. the advisor's answer. Yeah, that's true. This comes from Tammy, uh, who writes, I know you gave the percentage of people waiting until age 70 to take their Social Security benefits recently. Somewhere around 6 or 7%. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. It's a very small number. And it's horrific because people leave a lot of money on the table. I'm wondering whether you have any information on what circumstances or reasons people have for taking it at an earlier age. Specifically, I'm wondering how many people choose to take it earlier based on predictions that Social Security benefit program solvency is only through 2035. 
Do you have any information? So you this better you get talk it about. fast. Yeah, get your money now before it's gone. Thanks for the great education. Uh, well, that's part of it. Of course that's part of it. It's in the news all the time. Uh, Social Security is going to be insolvent. Um, and, okay, if I had to lay odds on this, I would say there, it was, there was maybe a fraction of 1% chance that the government would let that happen. I, I think they basically really, can't because you basically well, have pitchforks and they, they'd be burning the capital. Well, we really. tried. Well, okay, somebody tried that once. once yeah, and, that's okay. That's a bad example. I don't think it would be. It would be tough politically. It would be disastrous. Um, and they call it the third leg. And the of, fact of know, the matter blah, blah, blah. is, so, there are so many ways to solve the problem. If people only had Congress, only had the courage to make a few minor changes, like upping the limit. On Social Security earnings, right now it's capped at it's one hundred forty-four thousand or something, okay. and, and that's so just a ridiculous. That, yeah. That's if if people who are in the low brackets are are taxed a lot, people in the higher brackets probably should be taxed at exactly the same rate, no matter how much I, they I, earn. It, the likelihood is around a change. And by the way, it's not. It, people also think it's an all or nothing proposition. In the year, it's before twenty thirty-five. Uh, the program will only have about 75% of the money it needs to pay the full benefit. So it doesn't mean it's going to zero. That's one thing. So that's a silly notion. But it's likely that sometime in the next 10 years, Don just mentioned one example. I think people under the age of 40 probably have to wait longer than age 62 to get Social well, Security. Yeah, that's, plus the FRA. FRA will be cranked up. The full retirement back, age. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me right now, I just hit full retirement age. Just hit it, like this month. Well, I can tell by looking at you. Yeah, yeah and, and you can tell um, I'm falling apart. And I got my little letter from Social Security. But what am I doing? What do you think I'm doing? You're waiting? I'm waiting until I'm 70. Yeah. Here's the part that people forget, Tammy, is it's an 8% a year raise a year after Don's full retirement age. I just looked at mine, for example. If I take my benefit at full retirement age, which will be 66 years and 10 months, like that's like 20 years from now for me, long time from now, but that's a bad joke. Okay, uh, it's coming up fast. But at any rate, my benefit will be $3,150. Get a, take a guess what it will be if I wait till age 70. Well, it'll you be 4000 something. Yeah, it's over. For, it's like 4100 bucks. It is a, and that's the benefit you get the rest of your life, of course, other than inflation. That is it. They don't come back and say, oh, we'd really like to give you more money. That's all you get. So yeah, most people should wait. Do you have to live a while? Sure. You got to live about 10 years after you take the benefit to, to really see how this is going to play out. Um, I would not make my decision, however, on when I'm going to take Social Security based on the program's solvency. I think that's a silly notion and yeah. one that was, as you pointed out, will be fixed probably a month before they have to if you if, if you haven't taken really good care of yourself you're kind of falling apart uh you just don't think you're going to make it until you're 80 then go ahead take it early yeah you gotta live if you wait you till got, 70 you gotta yeah, live till about 80, 80 that's true yeah. and i just looked i just pulled mine up Thirty three thousand ten right now that's how much i can get yeah. today Four thousand sixty nine. if i wait there you go just less than four years and and if you die first, which would be the expectation, your wife either has her benefit or yours I after you're gone, know. which is going to be bigger. Mm-hmm. A lot of reasons if you're yeah, married. Yeah, a whole lot better for my wife. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. We would love to talk with you about the things you do with your dough. Call the show, okay? Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Celebrities endorse things all the time. I, I think it's how Bill Shatner got to ninety. With all, he was able to keep himself alive with all those bad endorsements. He was a travel he did. guy, right? What was oh the, yeah, the, travelocity the and or, yeah, travelocity, or whatever it was. And and yeah. and and you see, I mean, nowadays, I, there's one I'm going to do a, a, a podcast on in the not too distant future, where they have Rudy Giuliani and who was the other guy? They got a couple of people promoting a product that is really, really fishy, and um, I, I want to talk about that. I don't want to spoil it. It's about a uh, a a mortgage, not mortgage, title protection scam, basically, in my opinion. Oh, God. And what uh, what is Joe Namath? He does one. I Joe Namath does. He does. Oh. We're going to talk about this the next hour. Oh, no, Medicare Advantage. That's right. Oh, (laughs) thanks, Joe, for setting us up there. That's next hour, next podcast. Yeah, that's right. Uh, That's right. Yeah, Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. uh, And then we have all the people like Matt Damon pitching pitching cryptocurrencies. Mm -hmm. And recently, a, a celebrity, a billionaire celebrity, billionaire. True. Celebrity. She is. Yeah. Who I cannot for the life of me figure out why she is, in fact, a celebrity. I don't know that she has any talent for much of anything, my opinion again, but. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But she was promoting a new crypto asset called Ethereum Max. A big crypto asset. Tom, okay, you, sorry. Tom, uh, Tom, I'm sorry, Tom, sorry, Tom, sorry, Tom. sorry, sorry. Okay, all right. Tom. Going back to the story. I'm reading the story now. I'm reading the story. Uh, okay, I'm reading wow. the story. Wow, that is one um, big crypto mm, asset. Yeah. <laughs> Kim Kardashian has agreed to pay $1.26 million to settle charges with the Securities and Exchange Commission for failing to disclose that she got paid to publish a post on Instagram about Ethereum's uh, Max's crypto asset. One point two million dollars. This is curious now. I know to that me. doesn't mean doesn't mean anything to her. I mean, that's no, a, no money whatsoever. No, that's like one but, one thousandth of her net worth. But the idea here that you go out and you do something because a celebrity says to do it, I've always questioned that for one reason. But especially when it comes to money, what more does she know about cryptocurrency than you do? Now, I would say probably most people who listen to our show, she knows less. Yeah, I'm going to agree. And uh, when you, you just mentioned Matt Damon, I mean, that was the Super Bowl last year, right, mm-hmm. where he was doing the pitch. And then, of course, what happened to crypto yep. went right down. But, but here's too. something really interesting, though, about the whole Kim thing. Because I was wondering, when I read this, I'm going, whoa, 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 wait. This is usually the territory of the Federal Trade Commission. They're the Good ones point. who enforce yeah. the lack of disclosure of payment for endorsements. And she's not registered, obviously, as an advisor. No, but but it the reason they did it is they said they consider, and this is an interesting precedent, they consider Ethereum Max a security and therefore something they can regulate. 
And that's one one thing to look at. I think the other one, frankly, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Um, here's something for you to go watch if you're interested in this topic, because I still haven't finished the, the what I'm watching about it now. It's on Netflix, and it's all about the GameStop Reddit at all. And it turned out, I didn't even realize this, Don, until I started watching this, that the guy who kind of started the whole thing with GameStop, he was actually a registered advisor. He was pumping the stock up, and he ended up making millions of dollars but he portrayed himself as anti-wall street you got to do this you got to get the hedge funds you remember the whole thing well it turned out quite a bit of self-interest involved in all that it's worth watching just to get a feel for why people say the things they do about and i'm using air quotes now securities yeah and uh well but i, I kind of like the idea that maybe the sec is going to consider them securities because it's going to give them the authority to start cracking down on some of the misleading sales techniques and actually starting to require people, the only people who could buy and sell those securities uh, must be registered as an investment advisor or as some sort of a broker-dealer under some system that they will hopefully devise in the not-too-distant future. But, you know, this got me thinking about a lot of the stuff you read, particularly stuff you read. This is where this abuse is rampant. There are so many articles online from magazines like Newsweek and Forbes and Kiplinger's and Inc. and Entrepreneur, particularly, by the way, Entrepreneur magazine lately. And these articles are all paid articles. The, The authors paid to be published in these publications. And yet most of the time, very, very rarely, do I see any kind of disclosure of that. There, it, It's required that there's a disclosure that so-and-so paid for this program. And we say it at the beginning of ours. We pay for this. Um, and they're, they're not disclosing. So you think you're getting unbiased advice. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Wait, what month is it? <laughs> exactly. It's that month. It's October? Oh, darn it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guess I, what? I guess, I guess I better do my taxes tomorrow. Yeah. You got like, there uh, is what, no five? more no, you time. Got seven days. I have seven, seven days. days. Seven That's days. it. There yeah. is no more time. No more extensions I for me. Hope. My wife isn't listening. I told her it was October 1st, so she'd get the stuff oh, done. You lied. So, <laughs> I think I might have misled her a bit. You but lied. got done. It got done. So it's 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number. Give us a call. We're going to try and help you make more money, save more money, invest it better, deal with it more sensibly, and stop getting ripped off. Joe, you're up. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You were talking earlier about uh, continuing to with to not take retirement benefits until you turn 70, correct? Social Security, yes. yes. Social Security, I'm sorry. I think you misspoke if you said that the spouse's benefits will continue to, uh, they'll be able to take your benefits at age 70. No, 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 that's not what I said. Sorry. Their, their benefits yeah. cap at uh, full retirement age. No, 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 you said if they die. I said if they die. So if you die. Was, correct. The example was Don dies first, as we would anticipate. Right. We're figuring I'm going any moment. Debbie Debbie can 
another hour would be nice. Okay. Debbie uh, either can continue with her benefit or claim Don's benefit. That's the point I was trying to make, yeah. Joe. You're exactly right. It doesn't get any bigger after that for her. But in this case, and in my case, it's going to make sense for me to wait till 70, being a larger earner. Plus, your wife is a lot part. younger than you. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm always wondering about it. I've never seen a birth certificate, so I don't know that for sure. <laughs> oh, but okay. So, you are getting know. in a deeper and deeper hole. So, Joe, he was talking about if you die, if the the, the beneficiary of the, the uh, Social Security benefit dies, their spouse gets that same benefit. But, no, the spouse does not get the benefit. That increase. Yeah, no. No. They'd have to wait till 70 also. Was that your question? Well, or if they make the voluntary choice to take their husband, the spouse's benefits rather than theirs, correct, and both are still living, then they don't get the benefits above full mm-hmm. retirement age benefits, even if the other spouse uh, waited Wait. late seven. That's correct. Yes. Yep. That's right. Yep. Yeah, we were just talking about death. Okay. Thank you, Joe. We appreciate it. Eight five five nine three five talk. You what? Well, no, I'm just thinking if we want to get into a lot of discussion about Social Security, we'd go on for about five hours because there's all these little codicils I, and I, I honestly little hate rules talking about Social Security. Anyway, just like I hate talking but, about taxes because yeah. they're so, so complex. And huh, you can see mine right there. Who drew up the rules? 156 pages. 156 Is that 156 page? 150. I got to review it tomorrow just to make oh, sure that maybe I won't right. be done tomorrow. It's oh. <laughs> ridiculous. Come on. Because I have two K ones this year. And oh. yeah, yours are going to be up there. You're going to be over 100. Well, I don't know. It's in TurboTax, so I don't really look. Um, well, Gabriel, you're up next. Welcome to our program. Well, I, good afternoon, folks. Hey, I appreciate the program. I listen almost every week. So I know you talked about I bonds. You can only get like ten thousand, right? Yes, yep. sir. That is correct. Are you there? Yes, yes. Okay. We're listening. Okay, well, what? What? Yeah. Okay. What about treasury notes or treasury bonds? Can you buy them at any size or? Yes. How does that work? Yes. Can I get like a three month treasury note? Any other treasury security you yeah. can buy in any amount you want up to the total number of bills floating well, on the planet. You'd have to have yeah, a lot of money to gotta, do it. And you got to wait for the auction. You gotta, right, you got to wait for the available. auction. Or you can buy them but in the secondary yet. market. But yeah, in the auction, True. you can buy as much as you want. There's no limit. The only reason they're putting a limit of 10000 on these, these treasury I-bonds is because the rates are all over the place. And it's more like a savings bond. They consider them to be more like a savings bond, just sort of. A, and as Tom Tom calls them, they're gimmicky bonds. But okay, well, how do they compare to like a CD? I mean, CD rates are paying like four percent, and so are Treasury bonds, which is better or safer? Inherently, and this is a mere technicality. The treasuries are considered to be slightly safer because they are direct obligations of the U.S. government, whereas Versus. the FDIC is a government-backed insurance pool. Which that, has never had a default. Right, because they've been very, very good at moving yeah. assets to new banks. Um, I would just, if, but they're pretty, depending they're on the situation, I would take either one. I, I don't think there's any difference there, really. I don't. Yeah, it's like 5.99991 one way and just under half a dozen the other. Or just over half a dozen the other. It's not that big a deal. So, um, yeah, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 855-935-8255. What, what's your prediction? Wait, hold on. Nancy's up. Oh, go. I got to get to Nancy. What do you think? Because they're going to redo it. They're going to reprice No, it's like 5%, here. I think. 
They haven't said it yet, I, I think don't so. think. I think. Nancy, okay. welcome to the show. <laughs> Go for it. Hi. Hi. What's up? Hi. Um, so I have a, I have a kind of a broad question. I'm not really sure if this is your area or not. Because um, you guys talk a lot about fiduciaries, which is what made me think of you. The situation is my parents have, um, they're in an independent living. They're comfortably, they're comfortable financially, but they want to, my dad wants to start doing less in terms of taking care of their monthly bills. And he's been doing their taxes. I mean, he's almost 90 and he still does all of his own taxes and manages all of his own funds. And he's just feeling a little befuddled, like it's starting to be too much for him. And they have um, their money's in different places. Okay. Um, they have a trust, and um, myself and my siblings are um, heirs, so we can't take on responsibility for them. But I'm wondering what products should I research? I don't, you don't know if products the right word, but what would you don't want to? You don't. There really don't, isn't a product for this kid. He, he's going to need, and I, if every senior I've ever met, including you know me. And once, Paul, and Paul, once that, yep. once a human touch, somebody they can talk to, somebody they can help, that's where these fiduciary advisors come into play. That's the people we talk about. They don't sell products. They don't work on commissions. You pay them a fee for their services. Some advisors are just managing your wealth, your accounts, making sure the income stream is set up properly, that you, they get paid properly. The as Others have some tax or relationships with tax people who will help them get the taxes done. Others have relationships. In, in addition, they don't actually do this, but they work very closely with estate attorneys. And that's what I can tell you. That's exactly what he needs. He needs a fiduciary firm like a vestry. Okay. Go to talkingrealmoney.com slash help. We have a whole bunch of material there on how to find an advisor, how to interview them, the questions to ask, the uh, the fee structure that you should, should expect. I compare a bunch of different advisors and their fees there. Um, so it's a lot of really good information, but I am confident that that's what they need. Uh, a, a real human being who is going to take over that onerous management of money that is one of the harder things we do as we get older. It's better to have somebody do it. For most of our lives, we're probably capable of doing it. I know I've said that for decades. Most people are capable of managing their own money up to a point. And I think your dad's reached that point. As you said, stuff is everywhere, and it's a hodgepodge, and it's a mess, and it's confusing, and it's probably frustrating the heck out of him. So I would go to that page, talkingrealmoney.com slash help, and uh, find out how to get a good advisor. Thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. 855-935-TALK. You can call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. One of the problems we have here on the show is that we really can't, we don't have the time to get into a detailed discussion or analysis of your life and your portfolio to help you really determine what the best course of action is, which is why since we started our firm, Vestry by Appella, we've been offering everybody the ability to call and talk with one of our advisors or even with Tom on Saturdays to Yeah, I had one today. Yeah, to, to just look over your portfolio and decide whether you might need someone 
What? Why am I pointing at me? I'm pointing at you because I don't. We're running out of time. That's why. <laughs> I thought it was. No, we're good. We got a few more seconds. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Go to Vestry. We'll use them. Come go on. Go to Vestry.com and set up an appointment there. Go to Vestry.com or call 800 386 3004. Get the help you need. It's not going to cost you anything to get some help. And it is, uh, there's no sales pitch. We don't, we, you actually get real help. And if you, we don't think you need us, we'll tell you, do something else. Vestry.com. You realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.